You're listening to Spiderweb Salon's podcast, where we talk to poets and authors about writing, being a writer, and having ideas. Thank you for listening. Today I'm talking to spoken word artist Rage Almighty. He has a list of extraordinary accomplishments, such as being the 2013 Dallas Grand Slam champion, and in 2014 he earned two North Texas Spoken Word Awards for Best Poet and Erotic Poet of the Year. In 2014, he won a National Poetry Award for Best Spoken Word Album of the Year. He's performed with T.I., Saul Williams, Nikki Giovanni, and was a featured poet on TV One's Lexus Verses and Flow. In 2016, Rage became the number two ranked slam poet in the world. Today, he will be reading his poem, Therapist. Hi, my name is Rage Almighty, and this poem is called Therapist. My therapist is the most expensive mirror I've ever purchased in my life. I mean, she's copywritten my film strip. I mean, she's just another person that owns pieces of me that I don't. My therapist has coffee breath that unravels my film strip. My therapist says that I'm negative, but I told my therapist that my mind is a dark room and I have a tough time explaining the pictures My therapist says I have self-destructive tendencies and I I take things the wrong way. But what she really means is the last time she performed the autopsy of my coping mechanisms, she found an asylum of malignant explosions ready to destroy everyone in a trust mile radius. I just hope my copay covers the soot in her carpet. So I, I go to therapy because... I treat silence like a first language, but my therapist says I speak exit wound Ebonics fluently, but what she really means is that I talk in small circles, and by small circles, she means big circles, and by big circles, she means targets, and by targets, she means I wear my victim like a brand new pair of shoes, but I never told my therapist that I have to borrow my mother's tongue to say certain words. I have to sift my mother's tongue out of a reservoir of monogamy and blood to say things like bruise, dedication, love, depression, you know, synonyms. I never told my therapist that my father would do this thing where he'd stuff all of our bones in a bottle and drink the spirit out of our family. Why is my therapist always a asking about my family i tell her they're ghosts now they're gone now they're surfing on my flight response to love and i'm at the shoreline waving them hello bipolar depression is the birthmark i use to distinguish my bloodline with i never told my therapist that i have very polite suicide attempts i don't leave cryptic Facebook messages or leave notes. I just go to the bathroom, play the violin strings in my wrist and bleed poems. My therapist says that I have self-destructive tendencies. So I finally decide what kind of combustion I am. I am a controlled demolition, cleaning my wreckage with a bucket of vodka and a mop. I told my therapist that I have a tough time explaining my emotions and my therapist said but you're a poet and I say just because I have a voice doesn't mean I know how to communicate everyone needs someone to talk to but not everybody knows how to speak
Rage, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so loud. I am so happy to be here. I'm very glad that you're here. That voice. your poem uh, kind of rocked my world. Yay! Um, we can talk about it on a personal level later, but um, cool. Can you tell me a little bit about? Um, well, actually, first of all, tell me about uh, Slam. Um, that what the art means to you and how you got into that, and then we can talk a little bit about that poem. How I got? Let me tell you how I got into Slam. I got into Slam like most people got into Slam. A lot of people got into Slam because they say they hated Slam, and I could cuss, right? Oh yeah. They said they fucking hated Slam. Yep. Slam was fucking horrible. <laughs> like we all, like a lot of us were, were like when Slam is a competition, right? Um, it's a poetry competition and it was created in the, I'm going to give you the MC spiel. It was created in the late, um, 1980s by Mark Schmidt. And basically at the end of the day, slam is just a game. It's just a ploy to get people to listen to poetry. And, um, that's Mark, Mark Schmidt created it for that. He created it because in his own bar, he did poetry and he wanted people to listen, but everybody's drunk and they don't want to listen to poetry. So what do you do? We're in America. You make you it exciting. A competition. You make it exciting. You know, you give um, random people um, paddles and uh, judge to judge you, not to spank you with. No, but that's just that's, <laughs> no, we'll talk about that later. Listen, we give random people paddles to judge you with on a um, um, a score from zero to ten using the decimal system, and they judge your poem. And it's random people in the audience. And that's their biggest dynamic in Slam is that it's random people in the audience. You don't know if they're drunk. You don't know how they feel. You don't know who they are. You know, it's just random people that um, are not supposed to be affiliated with the poet at all. So um, Slam is just like a game show for poetry. And um, at first I hated it because, you you know, as artists, you know, I've been a poet all my life. So we're artists who be like, oh, no, you can't judge my poetry. You know, we're all like that. But, you know, it it's it's it um it strengthens your writing process. Can you tell me a little bit about how the competition um, affects how you actually go about crafting your work? Do you think about the audience? Um more than you would if you were just say writing a book of poems when i first started i thought a lot about the audience i could say that i was failing at life <laughs> you know when i say failing at life i mean as a poet when you write for the audience you're failing you're not winning yeah you're not if you're writing for the audience and you you know you need to uh the audience knows you know the audience isn't stupid you know but um at first i was writing for the audience now i learned to more so write for me and um, also include the masses in my writing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm, I come from a background of writing. You know, I, I, um, I, I, I've done improv and I've done a lot of other things and I've ghost written for people. So I know how to write for, you know, to for giggles, but I also know, you know, had a right for me. So in my process, personally, I feel that I mix all of that up. It's all mostly me. It's mostly me. And given the fact that I'm goofy as hell, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember somebody told me that I make light of bad situations, which is a good thing, you know? And, um, yeah, so that's my process when, mm -hmm. it, when it comes to that, like I, I write a little, for the audience because I was born on stage, I feel. Yeah, <laughs> so. and the, the poem you just read us, I mean, that's obviously a super personal poem. Like mm -hmm. the, the goofiness is toned down a little bit there. Um, 
But as far as as your writing process goes, when you approach a poem like that, what what comes first? Is it I I need to do this for me? I need to get this out, or um, is it is it just content you want to bring awareness to a certain uh, topic? Like d- depression is a very serious issue, and poetry is a great way to help people feel less alone in that world. So I'm just curious what your uh, process is when you approach a poem like that. Uh- I really wish I had a process like you know I seriously like I think that when you're a writer uh, I'm a nerd so I feel that it's like a superpower you know what I mean like I really wish I had a process that I could say that oh this is what I do this but no I these things just come to me and I um I fear for the day they stop coming for me coming to me so I try to control it a little bit but um I have uh a lot of times it's um a lot of times it is about uh getting getting a point out or getting a, a message out. Um, a lot of my poems talk about mental illness. Um, and there they're not a lot of, um, I feel that mental illness, especially in the um, black community of, of people of color community, we don't talk about that a yeah. lot. So I feel I have to talk about mental illness. You know, it's been in my family and you know, it, it's it's been, I'm, I'm very familiar with it. So. I feel that's the thing I have to talk about is very big in my life. So yeah, I, I don't um I don't really have a process, but I do feel I have a message to bring. And um using your creativity to to make that possible for other people, because not everybody has that outlet. Not everybody mm-hmm. has a way to express it. Yeah, and I didn't even know. I have um I it started um in a when I first started slamming probably about two thousand ten. Um, when I first started doing poetry slams and stuff, I wrote a poem. Uh, I was going through a lot of bullshit. I was going through a lot of shit. It was the realest poem I ever wrote. And people ask me to perform it to this day, and I can't because I don't know it. But um, <laughs> but um, it's called, the poem was just called Depression. And I wrote a poem about me being depressed. And um, crazy shit about it was I wrote it. And um, I, knew, I knew I needed to get it out. I knew, okay, I wrote it. Let me get it out. I read it at um, a poetry slam, and people were pulling me to the side, saying, thanking me for it. Um, this one woman, she was um, about to graduate college, but she needed, she was a film major, and she said, um, for my final, I need to record a video um, with music. And I want it to be your poem. And I'm like, I have so many other poems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to convince her to do any other poem. <laughs> but she was like, no, I want this poem, this depression poem. I was like, all right, fuck it. So I did it. And um, it was a great poem. She did the script for it. You know, I did it. I didn't even have it memorized. I don't even know the poem. Right. <laughs> right. So I had to you memorize the poem exactly how I recorded it. And um, then uh I put it on my YouTube page and I never paid attention to it ever again. Um, a couple of years later, I'm, I'm at, uh, what, 500,000 views. Like, um, it's big. Like, there's, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, I, I feel that's not even my best work, but it's my most honest work. Yeah. You know? And then from then on in, I knew this is something I had to talk about. There's something I had to, you know, talk more about and put more in my writing. Does it does writing come easy for you um, often? Fuck no, I, I, I haven't written shit. <laughs> Same, twenty sixteen, right? Listen, twenty sixteen. <laughs> listen, um, I, I mean, it's, it has not. 
Oh, God. I mean, I don't want it to be easy, though. How do you deal with the dry spell? Um, I think I take the dry spell as a sign that you need to work on older things. Um, I have a lot of uh, stuff I haven't finished. I try to finish other things, and maybe maybe I need to sharpen or work on something else. You know, like I'm a performer. I, I perform on stage. So, you know, I think when you're on stage, you have to work on your performance also. You know. Absolutely. So. I maybe I need to work on my performance. Maybe I need to work on my business. Maybe I need to work on, because um, I also do writing workshops. Maybe I need to work on helping people out. Like I feel that maybe I just need to um, replace that energy somewhere else real quick. But I still am. I'm pretty depressed when I'm not writing. Like I'm really sad. I feel that <laughs> it's really a horrible horrific thing and you just need to wait for it to get to the point where you're ready for it again right right but even though like i try to push it like you know i think reading and even though you know it's crazy is i teach workshops how to get over writer's block and i help people out getting over writer's block but i can't do it for myself yeah well and i mean pardon me if this is too personal but i mean you just read a poem about um bipolar and depression Mm -hmm. and like that that is a very real thing like i struggle with those things too and And um, you you have the the ups and the downs, and you have to take them as they come. You can't. It's, it's, yeah, right. You have to deal with it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, if you if you do find yourself stuck and wanting to write, is it um, how do you have like a certain mindset that you can put yourself in to like try to work your way back into it? I um I I balls to wall. I like you know I'm like all right. Well, shut the TV off. You know, mm-hmm. going. To sit at your laptop. Step one. I read, reading. Um, I listen to other people's poetry. You know, I think before, before you could be a poet or a spoken word artist, you have to be a fan of a poet of Absolutely. you know poetry and spoke. You know, and when I do my workshops, that's why I tell people I'm like, you have to be a fan. Tell me who your favorite poet is. And actually, I get I actually <laughs> they don't like me for this, but I really I don't like when they tell me some. Don't give me some fucking Robert Frost or right. You know. So. Hey, well, tell tell me about your influences. Don't give me don't, don't give me like don't give me some. Don't Edgar Allan Poe is always the person yeah. they say. Like don't give me give me. I feel I like want, those are people that don't actually read poetry or participate in the scene that's happening around us because we have a we have a powerful scene. It's um, huge. And uh, I'd I'd love to hear about your perspective of it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not super familiar with the slam scene, but um, local influences like what how you build this community um mm-hmm. around you um anything well for my influences like i have so many like i i want to i have to you have to re you have to fall in love with it you know you, you can't I, I don't think you could do it without falling in love with it you have to um like uh i remember when i first when i was younger i get jealous of the uh, new generation of poets because they're so young and they have all these programs and mm-hmm. all these things for them brave new voices is a youth program for um for young poets um louder than a bomb which is in dallas uh you know is another program um uh a diverse lounge oh my god diverse lounge yes you know what i'm saying like there's so many things for young poets and i was like yo back oh i sound so old shit. All right, i'm not old <laughs> back at all. in the day i'm not old at all first of all i'm not old but back back like you know i was the only one <laughs> it was just me knowing about slam poetry it was just me knowing about um doing poetry i had like a 
another group of five other kids because I told them what it is. Yeah. But in the back of the day, and I was um, Saul Williams was. Oh uh, yeah. I want every. I think a lot of people wanted to be Saul Williams. Um, moms. Uh, uh, it was really them too. <laughs> and then yeah. as I got older, I found uh, Sonny Patterson. I discovered um, uh, Buddy Wakefield is one of my all-time favorite. Anise. Um, and I think I am blessed to to know a lot of my favorite poets also. A lot of there's legends in Dallas that people don't know. Uh, Gino, uh, Twain. Um, there's a lot of legends in Dallas that that um, are well known in the poetry scene, you know. Um, is there a, is there a lot of uh, collaboration in that scene, um, or even like call and response between poets? Do you find that there's um, much of that? I know you do a lot of workshopping and mm-hmm. stuff. So how much of that is like somebody bringing an idea in, and then other people working together on that? Um, well, that's I think that's more of when you get on a slam team. Mm-hmm. When you get on a slam team, tell me about that. I don't know okay, anything about a slam team. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Other aspect of slam that I, I didn't mention was um, a slam team. Um, so slam has grown to be a national thing. Mm-hmm. So um, you have a slam team, which is a uh, basically uh, there's usually a slam off, a big competition to decide who's the five poets who's going to represent that city. Mm-hmm. In the National Poetry Slam, okay, which floats around in different places. Um, last year it was in Atlanta, and um, the five people usually considered some of the five best poets in the city, and we all worked together um, all summer to create group poems, okay, um, individual poems, and we coll- and we are new poems. Period to bring to that city and try to win the National Poetry Slam. Um, Dallas is the only place in Texas to bring back a national title. Um, Tell me about that. I, I wasn't <laughs> there, uh, but, but um, Clebo Rainey was a the some is the kind of the godfather of okay. Dallas poetry. He bought Dallas poet Dallas slam poetry. All right, here um, and uh, yeah, Dallas is um, the. Um, I actually uh this last past year I went to the individual world poetry slam and I um I didn't win but I got yeah. I was second place in the individual world poetry slam bad. where I competed <laughs> against all the poets in the and world And you were by yourself no teams I, I was, involved I was representing myself Okay um actually um my coach Candy which you know you hear from in a later on episode and also um uh Javon who was another poet he um this is first individual world poetry slam. This is my second, but in his first, he he, um, he was seventeenth in the world. Wow. Yeah. So and then um, there was another poet from Dallas that was fifth. You know. So the Dallas. You know, when it comes to the scene in Dallas, yeah. it's, it's he was then another poet that was um, I think seventh or something. Mm-hmm. He's from Austin. You know, Texas and but mainly Dallas. You know. Yeah. We, you know. The part the scene is huge and the scene is extremely And talented. I mean, on that note, let's talk about the <clears throat> huge event that's coming up uh, the in Women March. Women of the World Poetry Slam. Oh yeah, and you're helping out with that, correct? I am. Yeah, I am helping out with the Women of the World Poetry Slam. I am. I am honored to help out with the Women of the World Poetry Slam. I am just like about it. Right. It's gonna right. be awesome. It's gonna be amazing. Right. Right. So, um, just like we have the individual World Poetry Slam, we have the Women of the World Poetry Slam, which all the women. Um, all the women poets in the world have a chance to compete in Dallas 
Right here. Right here mm-hmm. in Dallas. This is the first time it's been in Dallas. We haven't had, um, let me think. We know we haven't had a national poetry event in Dallas. Like we have the National Poetry Slam. We have the Individual World Poetry Slam. And then we have a lot, a lot of regional ones, like mm-hmm. the Texas Grand Slam and all that stuff. Okay. But we also have the Women of the World Poetry Slam, which is a huge event. Last year it was in Brooklyn, and I was there for that. It was so good. Awesome. Yeah, so... Yeah, so we have the Women of the World Poetry Slam. All the best of the best women poets in the world are going to be in Dallas competing for the grand prize. And the big finale is, uh, well, the event itself is March 15th through the 18th, yep. I believe. Um, and the big finale is at the Majestic. Yep, on that Saturday. And those tickets are for sale Those right tickets now. are for sale right now. <laughs> Absolutely, right now. Um, and it's going to be so, like, you know... Uh, what I love about this is um, I'm a part of Dallas Poetry Slam, the Dallas Poetry Slam.com, the Dallas Poetry Slam.com. <laughs> All right, but I'm part of Dallas Poetry Slam. And, um, but this is kind of a collaboration of the poetry in Dallas, period. You know? Yes. We want to bring, we want to try to bring it to light. You know, we have such a great crowd. You know, if you've ever been to Dallas Poetry Slam at Heroes Lounge every Friday night, um, you know, our crowd is huge. Our, cloud, our crowd is big. And um, but there's so many people that still don't know, you know, and that's weird. That's why we're here. That's why we're, we're here. spreading the word. And that's so weird to me. <laughs> like we have the poetry and poetry in Dallas is so is so um, impactful. And the people who are involved in it, they stay involved. Like yeah. It's not like, you know, oh, I'll go the one day and, you know, they're in it like they 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 see it one time and then they're like, OK. Yeah, I and I, I think that I think the big key here is getting the word out there because right. there we have a really strong community here right now, and the literary community is just growing and leaps and bounds. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, I I personally am in love with it. And I'm very glad it's happening. And there's so much in Dallas, like you know, like I'm a part of Dallas Poetry Slam, but there's also uh, Mad Swirl. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's there's so many other things going on. Like the poetry and spoken word and literary community deserves more. Yeah. You know, I feel that I have like a, I kind of slowed down on my crusade, but I have like a, <laughs> I like a crusade against like, the, you know, the local publications, you know, how I feel that poetry. We deserve a little bit more. We, we deserve more out. hype for sure. We're always left out. We're always left out of the conversation when it's the award show for whatever publication yeah. it is. Whenever, and I'm like, it's always like, hey. Yeah. Well, let's let's keep the conversation going. Um, unfortunately, we're running out of time here, but uh, mm-hmm. let us know how we can find you online or elsewhere. Um, cool. Uh, Rage Almighty. You can find Rage Almighty anywhere. Um, I'm very Googleable. Trademark is my <laughs> word. Um, put Rage Almighty in Google. You'll find me. Um, check out my YouTube page, Rage Almighty at YouTube. And y'all go find me on IG. You can find me on um Snapchat and Instagram, I just said IG, and Facebook and everything under Rage <laughs> Almighty. Sweet. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we're, we're out of here? <laughs> thank, nothing. Thank I'm you good. so much. This was wonderful. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Abby. Thank you for listening to Spiderweb Salon's podcast. I'm Courtney Marie, and this has been a Pariah production. <laughs>